Do You Still Love Me? That's the new single from Gareth Trent, which is the reason why we've got him cornered, sitting, uh, coffeeed up, so that we can have a great interview and find out what's going on in his life. Hi, Gareth. How are you doing? Hi, Janine. I'm very, very well. Thanks. And yourself? I'm fine, thanks. Are you coffeeed up? Uh, definitely. Definitely. I, I love my coffee. Okay, so we're starting off this interview with a confession. <laughs> God, so sorry <laughs> that coffee is too important in my life. That's okay. I, I totally understand. And I know God, I wonder always, when he created coffee, did he know the beauty, the, the enjoyment his people are going to have? When they take that sip and your eyes close and you do that mmm thing, do you think it gives them a kick? I, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. I, I believe that God created, you know, most things, well, everything that he created, he created for, for our good and for our pleasure. So, you know, anything that we've corrupted, I mean, that's on us. But uh, I definitely think that God takes pleasure in the things that we take pleasure in as well. Yeah, truly. But you can't corrupt coffee. It's too beautiful. <laughs> okay, let's get Absolutely. There better be copious amounts in heaven. Copious. <laughs> it won't be heaven without it, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, listen, Gareth, we've got to introduce you. We have had discussions before, so obviously, I'm, but I'm not going to assume that people remember anything. Let's, let's take it from zero. If you had to introduce yourself. But not the impressive self, the bio self, the, that you without any makeup at home, that self. Who's Gary there? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really a super chilled and relaxed person uh, at home. I have uh, a beautiful wife that we've, uh, we've been married for 14 years this year. Can you believe it? Um, she's amazing. She is super supportive. Uh, she's my rock and, and I'm so grateful. Uh, for who she is in my life. We've got two wonderful children. Uh, my son Daniel is 11 and my daughter Zoe is eight. Well, she turns eight in a few days. And yeah, we live a fairly quiet life. I, I would definitely not categorize us as living a high life and, and being out and about all the time. We like to keep to ourselves and and yeah, just really spend quality time together as, as a family. Um, one thing that I loved about your background was the fact that you started out music with Drakensberg Voice Choir. Um, you know, being a choir person, someone who loves that beauty of harmony, it does change how you listen to music forever and ever, amen, after that, doesn't it? I mean, is it possible for you to, when somebody sings a song, not harmonize with it? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> um, my brother, my brother uh, was at school with me as well at at Drakis, and and often when we're in the car together, we'll be singing a song, and he'll often, you know, sort of take the melody line, and and I'll immediately, effortlessly, just slot in with the harmony. It's it's crazy. And at church as well, you're standing in the church singing to to the song. You know, you find that having sung in a choir, you very seldom take the melody line. So definitely has changed me forever. <laughs> but now these days, music-wise, where are you involved? So uh, in terms of my church involvement with music, um, I lead the youth band at uh, Little Falls Christian Center uh, in Rudaput, uh in Gauteng. Um And yeah, so I've been involved there for about four years now and love every minute um, of working with young people. Uh, you know, and one thing that that always just stands out for me with young people is just their their absolute zeal and and passion and and fire for God. Um, you know, we all all remember back in the day when uh, when you know, for those of us that have been saved for a long time, when we first got saved, that just 
unquenchable fire and passion to just go and, and win souls and and it, it's contagious it's awesome and it's inspiring and i think it's something that we can all learn from i do have to ask you we've, it's it's actually been weird that this past month two months i've had so many discussions with people who are actively in youth ministry and one thing that um that has stood out for me is the unique place where young people are at at the moment because of the information um, that they've got access to, literally from everywhere. It's not like when, when I grew up, when I was young, you had access to a limited amount. Your normal was created literally with the world just around you. But young people these days, because they've got so much access to so much information, it's like they're at a more um, cynical place than I was. Um, that, mm. uh, as if it takes them longer to decide what they believe, even when it comes to Christianity, because you have to take them from minus 50, where how do you know what you believe is even true, um, that when they yeah. do get convinced, um, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful miracle. And it's like you say, they don't, get, they don't become mediocre Christians. Then they dive in completely. It's like mm. they, they jump into the other side. Um, and they're a force to be reckoned with. They took a tornado. Um, I love this dynamic. When when I was young, because it's you know, it's the, 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 there's no. Yeah. <laughs> is this something that you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and like you say, there's just access to so much information and and so much misinformation. You know, I think when we were kids, you were you were taught what your parents taught you. And, you know, you learned the values that they, that they taught you. And, and it, was, it was almost you had, they had the opportunity to filter the information, if that makes sense, yes. in, in a way that, that is godly, in a way that helps you understand what is right and wrong. And, and with kids these days, as you've mentioned, they've got access to so much and not just that they've got access to so much, but there's so much information being thrown at them Unfolded. that is contrary and contradictory. Absolutely. That's absolutely contradictory to the word of God. And it, it's just been shoved in, in everyone's face. And I think, you know, it's, it's when that, that Damascus road experience happens, it is truly a, a thing of the Lord has revealed himself to me personally and in a real way, in a way that nobody had to convince me, God has revealed himself to me. And and when that experience happens, like you mentioned, it's a force to be reckoned with and, 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 you know, you're on fire for the Lord because you know, his reality, you've experienced it firsthand um, and his awesome power and his, his ability to do everything that he says he can do in his word. And then also they, they're much more bold to state their opinion. You know, when I was young, mm. you, you got told what you believe. And if you didn't agree, you didn't have um, the freedom to actually say it. It was just seen as disrespectful. Where these days, because young people have got, um, th they see on television, especially America, there's a flagrant disrespect for authority even. Um, so much so that mm. it's, it's, it's even a pride thing to say, I don't agree with you. 
And uh, you believe in Jesus, so I don't have to believe in Jesus. You know, there's there's even like a like an attitude of of boldness to to state their opinion, which I think gives us the advantage that we actually know where they really stand. You know, it's not a hidden thing that we've got to try and perceive, discern um, whether they actually believe what we're saying. If they don't believe, they'll say it. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I guess there's a, a flip side to that sort of coin where. You know, people are free to state their opinions in, in such a way. You know, we're also free to state our opinions. And, and well, not in our case, our opinions, our, our sort of belief in, in the, the word of God, its truth and, and God's truth in our life. We have that freedom as well. And, and the youth have the ability then to, to also just be bold and, and um, proclaim their faith. And so I guess every every sort of thing that you experience has a has a positive and a negative, and I think that there are definitely positives um, as well. And 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 like you mentioned, you can get an understanding of where they're at. You can, you know, sort of help to guide in terms of what the word says about certain situations and circumstances. Um, but also, yeah, empower young people to stand up. And I've, I mentioned just yesterday, funny enough, just you know that verse that says, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ." For it is the power of God unto salvation, um, and and we can be bold and proclaim that um, as well to influence the people around us. And then the other thing is that they don't fall for the sales pitch so easily. You know, it, because it was the right thing culturally to do so many years ago, and because of this place where they're mm. at at this moment, um, the the easy sell of you know life is going to be happy. A smoke and mirrors kind of thing that that came with charismatic Christianity when I was growing up. Um, they don't fall for mm. it anymore. They want to see real miracles. They want to see real faith. They want to see people actually. Um, have you mm. have you heard that um, worshiping warriors the song from Jake Hamilton? He's got this poem in there which keeps mentioning that this is the sound of the underground. And if you listen to the lyrics mm. of that song, how, how it defines that young people who write their addresses in pencil because if God moves them somewhere, they're willing to go, you know, who will fast because they're serious wow. about their, their community, who, who are serious about the word, who um, they just are not content with mediocre Christianity. When they commit to mm. it, they want it all, um, not a watered-down kind of it's the right thing to do Christianity. That is a beautiful thing too. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when, when you were just speaking there, just my, my spirit just absolutely stirred because shouldn't we be like that as the body of Christ in general, you know, and that this whole culturally acceptable um, notion. And if you're doing it because everybody else is doing it, I think it tends itself to, to lukewarmness in a sense. And it, I mean, it's good to, to be, you know, in, in a family environment, you know, as, as the body of Christ and the family of God, but you need to do it because you've got a revelation of who God is and you are on fire for him because of who he is and what he's able to do. You know, it, it reminds me of that scripture where it says that we have a form of godliness, but deny its power. If God was able to move in the way that he moved in the New Testament and the miracles that have been seen that we read about every day of our lives in the Bible. Yet we don't, why don't, why don't we see those miracles today? Yes. Is it because we're, we're not bold? We don't have the faith. Where is that lacking today? 
You know, and I think as the body of Christ, like you mentioned, people, it's not a sales pitch. And it shouldn't be a sales pitch. It, it should be the, the expression of who God is through his church. We are the body of Christ. We are his hands, we are his feet, we are his lips. And we are the agents through which the power of God needs to flow here on earth. And if we're, if we're not doing that, Jesus said greater miracles than the miracles he did, we would do. Where is that? And I, I think it's a challenging thing. And, and I think that we as the body of Christ need to rise to the challenge and say, you know what, the world is not going to, to just accept and fall for, you know, the romantic notion. It's not going to fall for the sales pitch anymore. The world is looking for something real. Mm. Um, and if you read Tommy Tenney's book, um, he talks about the house of bread that is missing bread, mm. you know, and, and, and all that's left is just crumbs of a previous revival. We need sure. to start baking bread again. We need to start baking bread. And we, when people drive past our churches, they need to smell the smell of bread baking so that they can come into the house of bread and experience the bread of life. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if <laughs> it's just my, just, just my view and just where, where my spirit went when, when you mentioned that. No, I'm just thinking our worlds need to be rocked. And maybe the older generations, maybe we're yeah. in a rut. Maybe we're fine. Um, and we've been doing it for this way. And, and, it's, and we need a whole new way of looking at things. I, about, I found the poem. It's called The Vision Poem by Pete Gregg. Um, the Vision Poem. It starts off, it says, The vision is Jesus obsessively, dangerously, undeniably Jesus. The vision is an army of young people. Wow. You see bones, I see an army. They are free from materialism. They laugh at nine to five little prisons. They could eat caviar on Monday and crust on Tuesday. They wouldn't even notice. They know the meaning of the matrix, the way the West was won. They're mobile like the wind. They belong to the nations. They need no passport. People write their addresses in pencil and wonder at their strange existence. They are free, yet they are slaves of the hurting and the dirty and the dying. What is the vision? The vision is wow. holiness that hurts the eyes. It makes children laugh and adults angry. Mm. It gave up the game of minimum integrity wow. long ago to reach for the stars. It scorns the good and strains for mm. the best. It's dangerously pure. And then it goes on like that. I'm going to send you this, this poem because I promise you, wow. if you are ever, ever happy with mediocre, with, with just a form of, mm. of religion that has got no power, um, it, this thing challenges like you can't believe. And, and one thing, part of that conversation as well was we underestimate young people. We are so busy entertaining mm. them the way the world does that there is no depth, but they want depth. They want yeah. more. When they talk about the Bible, they want to get deeper. They want the whys, not just the facts. They want mm. to talk about the implications of what it says there. And the people that present it aren't so many times, the, the people presenting to young people aren't in the Bible themselves, aren't looking for the depth themselves yeah. and therefore can't present it. Yeah. And and fall short, it's uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, please please do send that poem. It, it's yeah. You're not going to sleep at night. Just I'm just absolutely challenged it. me as you. know. <laughs> 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 and that's okay. And that's okay. You know, I heard I read somewhere that that if we if we as Christians truly believed that God is who 
he says he is and he can do what he says he can do that we wouldn't we wouldn't behave the way that we behave yeah you know we would go to the ends of the earth we would just be telling everybody about it and and that's the thing you know if if we truly be, if if we've experienced the goodness of god and we know his heart towards mankind then we should be sharing what we have far more freely hmm. yeah when you think about where he ended up huh on the cross and he says follow me please <laughs> and yet we find yeah. to follow him to church maybe but as soon as he goes the dark ways yeah. or, or through the valley of the shadow of death our love becomes so conditional doesn't it yeah <laughs> well i would like to hope not but uh <laughs> but what's amazing is that you know we we go there uh you know it happens and life happens um and god finds us there and he encourages us there and he is with us there um and and that's just what i what i love so much about god is is that and and i get the i mean we've been talking just about being passionate for jesus and and it it is so important that that we are um but also know that we serve we do serve a loving father who loves us yeah. and uh, you know no matter what we're going through no matter no matter where we find ourselves he loves us unconditionally and uh i love how where moses says that he knows that we're just dust yeah. he knows that you know the days of our lives are just like a like a blade of grass it's here today gone tomorrow um and and god almost understands you know that element of of mankind and but he but he he needs a, he needs a bride a glorious bride and uh and we need to be constantly challenging ourselves to to rise to to that challenge and yeah. to to take up the cross like you said Paul says I die daily Jesus says take up your cross daily follow me um and we just need to to just strive for you know just strive to be like Jesus that's what, that's all that matters and if i can be a little bit more like Jesus every day then i know that you know that i'm on the right path and and that yeah that i'm just Con- concerned about pleasing him uh concerned about what he wants and uh and that one day he'll say well done good and faithful servant that's that's the dream right and isn't that the reason we've got discussions like this is because god doesn't leave us even if we're in our apathy or if we're content with our right mm. he doesn't leave us there he goes and gets us we just have i mean we said yes and he takes us very seriously when we say yes so if if we end up at a place he doesn't want us he raises up whoever he wants raises up prayer raises up people raises up bride and church around us and goes and gets us where we're at so that he can get us into the new uh, direction yeah for sure and and uh, you know it's like the the story of the the 99 sheep and the one that goes astray jesus left the 99 because they were fine and he went to fetch the one um and it's always just such a such a beautiful um metaphor to me uh and just a picture of of the depths that Jesus will go to 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 rescue us mm. uh in 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 our time of trouble well your song do you still love me i love when when he says if you love me you'll obey me <laughs> you you'll do what i say um so so it's not just an easy <laughs> easy answer yes i feel fluffy towards jesus when you ask that question is it do you still love me yeah um i mean in terms of the the song it was it was just in a moment just of like you say not not apathy it's, it's wrong almost 
just feeling down and feeling in the dumps and, you know, wondering if, if my service, my gift is still good enough for God. And, uh, you know, we can get very depressed as, <laughs> as, as mankind when we, when we mess up or when we do, you know, things that, that are not done in, in the fullness of, of how God would want to do them. Um, or want, want us to do them. And, uh, and that was kind of a question, you know, that I asked, but as you say, I mean, like Jesus said to, to Peter, do you love me? He asked him three times. Um, and like you say, to love God is to obey him. And, and absolutely that is just such a key is that if we, if, if we love Jesus, obey him, do his works, feed his sheep, like, like, uh, he said to Peter, um, and and I hope that that just in some of my music that it feeds feeds people, it helps people relate to things that others are going through and brings them a little bit closer to Jesus. Mm. Okay, well we're going to listen to the song, but I also want to ask if people want to connect with you with your ministry, follow your music. Where do they go? Uh, so music is available on all the major streaming platforms, uh, so Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, Deezer. Um, if you are not subscribed to any of those services, it's also cool. It's available on uh, YouTube as well. I've got a YouTube channel. Uh, both songs um, are up there with lyric videos. So you're welcome to go and, and listen there. And I, and I hope that uh, the songs minister to you. And uh, yeah, then I've got a website, garethtrent.com. It's Gareth with two R's. Um, and, and yeah, uh, on all the social platforms, Instagram, uh, Facebook primarily. And you can get me there just at Gareth Trent, one word, um, on pretty much all the social media platforms.